So if you're thinking about buying a house, there's some things that you really need to consider and watch out for. Join us with Kieran from Profile Tree today to find out some more about that. So welcome to Profile Tree TV and today we're joined by Shane O'Connor from Eldron and Eldron is a buyer's agent. So you're probably wondering what a buyer's agent is and I'm going to let Shane explain that to you. So Shane, welcome, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Um, do you mind telling telling us what a buyer's agent or what you do and tell us all about Eldron? Effectively, I worked on the selling side for years with property. So I went to college, studied property and ended up selling residential property in Dublin. Um, for years and years I got so frustrated that people were asking me for advice even though I was being paid by the person to sell it mm -hmm. and get as much money as possible for them not to try and help the people out that were looking to buy it. Um, so it was something that was always sort of rumbling about in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we moved home uh, to Monaghan two years ago, I decided to set the company up after people started asking me for advice about buying property in Dublin. Uh, and that's where it started from. So effectively, we just act as an estate agent, mm -hmm. but only helping the buyer. So we don't sell any property. We just give advice to people that are looking to buy. Uh, and we deal with that the whole way through. So from sourcing property to negotiating to oversee the conveyancing, even so far as doing up the properties after they're bought and handing the guys the keys so they can just move in. Yeah. So you've actually seen, you're, you're obviously working in the property market. Um, you actually seen uh, an opportunity. You've seen a, an, an, a problem, a, a niche that wasn't being uh, dealt with or wasn't being serviced and that's how you come up with the idea of Eldron. That was basically it. So in 2012 in Ireland they regulated the property market mm -hmm. that you had to have a license in order to sell property mm -hmm. or in order to give advice. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't something that was there prior to that. Mm -hmm. So it was the reason that I was able to get promoted on the selling side and sort of climb that ladder. But also it opened up a massive void there for someone with experience, with credibility to go and help people and give them advice. So it was sort of, timing was a big part to play in it, but it always frustrated me that, you know, people would take advice from Paddy or Mary or whoever, mm. even though they'd no experience, they'd take advice from their parents, even though they'd no experience. It was, it was wrong, you know, that was how I saw it. It was the biggest investment that you'll ever make, but yet you either take advice from someone that's incentivized to give you the wrong information or from someone that has no experience. So it's, it seems daft. It's amazing, yeah. As you say, you're you're making such a big commitment. You maybe, gosh, maybe people change house two or three times in their life, uh, and uh, you ask everyone, everyone you know, uh, for your advice. And uh, maybe sometimes we're getting the the, the bad advice and uh, making mistakes. So, in Eldron, um, what is the value add? What what services do you offer then? If if a client comes to you, what's what's different? So when we started the company, I suppose I looked at breaking it down into small segments of how we could help people. But what we found was it was much better to just offer the full package and let people use what parts of that that they wanted. So as I said here, from sourcing to negotiating to overseeing the conveyancing to doing the property up, we can offer all of that. So for the first three are included in our package, uh, which in Dublin is 5,000 euro plus VAT. And that's a flat fee no matter what it is. So if it's a million, if it's 200,000, that's what it is. We haven't figured out our pricing model yet for Belfast, but it will be less than that mm. um, because you're talking about different value bands up here. 
Um, that's, and that's exciting news, you're coming to Belfast. Yeah, so, so we're opening Belfast in January, hopefully. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, we'll see uh, where that goes. Amazing, yeah, best of luck with that. So, obviously, Shane's been a, a client of ours for a long time, actually. We've uh, built now our second version of the website and uh, working on the strategy. And it's amazing to see how the business has developed. And we know, uh, obviously, why Shane's here today is to explain what a property buyer is, but also to help us understand uh, negotiating skills. And also the importance of um, the relationship with a client and people skills. So I'm going to ask you uh, about that as well. So when I call, I go to Eldron. Uh, do you have a problem? So you, you have a new service uh, in the mm -hmm. market. Most people probably haven't heard of this. Uh, there's going to be some people watching this video going, "Oh my God, I can't believe that's a thing." But anyone that's recently bought a house will know the pain and we've just been talking to someone there now who's went through hell in trying to purchase a, a property. Um, how do you explain or convince someone that um, your service is something that they need, to, especially when they haven't bought a house before and they don't realise how complex uh, that that is? Yeah, to date it's been mostly word of mouth. So we've been lucky enough, the Irish Independent, the Sunday Times, the Irish Times, RTE, Today FM, a number of people have had me on or wrote articles about me and through that and through your own marketing we have sort of had people contact us and they get it so we haven't had to sell it to anyone as such um, it's not scientific and I'd always say that you know when people move back from California they engage us on a Monday and I found them a property at two and a half million off market and had it the deal done that Friday uh, they told their friends oh this is what he can do and I had to say well Actually, it's not. You know, we might be able to do that, but it's not scientific, and it's different for every person. And it's the same with, you know, some people you're saying have a nightmare buying property. Other people breeze through it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not. It just depends on on the scenario. But we take each client as an individual, and sort of every property that we buy, we go, okay, there's five steps to it. So when they start out, they sign a focus form. They go through it is what they're looking for and the five things that are most important to them. We'll then have an input as to what we feel they should be looking at or what questions they should be asking themselves because so often people go on to eMove or go on to do any of these property sites mm -hmm. and they're torn back do between different postcodes. Do it doesn't matter what city they're in, they can go over and back and oh but look at what I can get, do you know, I could buy a castle in Leitrim, I could buy yeah. such a thing and they're all the time swayed. And that's why it takes them so long to buy and that's why they're always conflicting in their head is this the right property for me whereas if they have that simple list at the start they can go through it well what i want is 10 minutes to work i want to be close to my family i want a three bedroom property i want something that you know if we are here forever that we can maybe extend stuff like that that's what's important so for us it's black and white for the people it's very emotional but you know we sort of navigate through what's right for them. Very, very good, incredible. I never even thought of that when we were buying our house, as you see, you just go and start, started looking at random houses mm. and you're aiming to find something that you like, which is like everything you need to sit down and plan it and be organized and, yeah. and even get uh, help in, in making that decision. So your normal customers, uh, surely these are all big bankers and uh, investors? Absolutely not. So it's everyone from the first time buyer, right the way through to the person trading down, and in between, so we have clients, as I say, in America, we have clients in Australia, we have clients all over the place that are moving back to Dublin, moving back to Dungannon there. We recently placed one in Dungannon, same in Belfast. One of the guys working in an engineering company up in Belfast hadn't a clue where to start. At 125000 of a budget, we bought him, or advised him to buy 
a red brick on Newtown Breeder Road. You know, it's probably now worth maybe 130 or 40, but it is all the credentials that one, he can keep it, you know, he can rent it out. Mm -hmm. Two, if he has to, he can stay living on it, it's big enough and he can extend to the back. It's south facing to the back. Stuff that he never would have thought of. Do you know where we would think of that? It's not overlooked to the back, it's not overlooked. Do you know, stuff like them, that's what people don't see. But they see the, the photos, send the photos to their friends, to their family, and the next thing great. they're bidding on it. Yeah. And they only think of the North Facing whenever. When you're, when you're, you're it's the summer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, the oh, sun's shining somewhere else. That. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I know that story, that's a, a tick there. So brilliant. So really, it's it's all your professional experience. You've bought a few properties now. Um, yeah. Uh, again, how many deals or what value of deals so, do you mind sharing? To date, so we've set up the company, so I set the company up and took my first phone call the day my daughter was born, so it's 20 months old, the company. Wow. Uh, for the first four months, um, I had no clients. I was basically going, I think this is a good idea. I think this will work. So really, it's only for the last maybe 15 months, uh, I've bought 27 million worth of property. Not mm. bad. So it's, I'm sure many people would like to be involved in that. Those yeah, types of now it's going right, but again, it doesn't matter to me. That's a figure that's impressive for people to hear, yeah. but it doesn't matter. As you say, we get a fixed fee for each property we purchase, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's two and a half million or two hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. um, what's more important to us is every client so far has given us a five star review on Trustpilot, cool. and on the back of that, we're now being asked to do relocations. So, what people have found is that some of the relocation companies they're nearly too big, and they've lost that personal touch, and they don't have the property experience to guide them after when the people, the CEOs or whatever, want to buy. They don't have that expertise, whereas we have that in spades. Uh, plus we have the whole customer service. Because we're a smaller team and we're only dealing with a smaller number of clients, we can offer that. So we recently relocated to Singapore, uh, a guy from Singapore. We collected his bag from the airport, had the kettle ready, had the beds made. You know, It was a level of service that he had never seen and he's been in business a long, long time. Uh, and that's what we want to roll out on the, the relocation side of things. So. On the buying side, we work on WhatsApp groups. So if you and Michelle, let's say we're going to buy a house, mm -hmm. you could be in meetings for three hours. Michelle could have questions she wants to ask. When you come out of your meeting, you can read it all through all the list. You could be sitting on your couch 10 o'clock at night. Say, oh, there's a property there. I wonder what Shane thinks of that, or wonder what Daniel thinks of that, or whoever. You basically send us the link over, and we come back with all the information that we have on it, what we feel are the pros and the cons, what we feel that you should be looking for, and then what value we feel that it's worth. So what you'll have is you'll have estate agents pitching properties at a low value to try and gain interest. I might be able to look at them and go, well, actually, that's far too cheap. Realistically, that's going to go for another 40000 Instead of you wasting a month chasing that and bidding for the hope of getting it, you'll have that in your back of your mind. So you might look at other stuff that we feel that's overpriced. Like we've bought a lot of stuff in the Dublin property market for less than the asking price in a market where everyone's saying you can't buy property. You know, it's about navigating your way through it and knowing what you're looking at. Exactly, yeah, and actually using expertise. Incredible, again, you know, related to what we do in websites. It's, mm. it's actually you're, you're investing in the experience of someone and actually guiding them online. You're investing, or people are investing in your your experience and you're guiding them through the most expensive purchase of their life, which is incredible. And I love your story that the fact you've seen uh, a business model that was broken, seen an opportunity jumped in, stuck at it because most people tend to give up mm. and now you're uh, opening a, t a third location which mm. is an incredible in, in 20 months, um, so amazing. So customer service and dealing with clients and uh, the service you deliver, five star reviews, 
are very important to you. So how can you ensure that everyone is treated like a like a VIP? I suppose today it's because it's still we're still quite small, so we've only four staff. Uh, it's very easy to sort of maintain that. The other thing is we don't want to be dealing with a thousand clients. Do we sort of keep it at any one time? We only have fifteen clients, so that ensures us, and that's for each location. So that's not overall, but for each location, we only have that, and we only take on one client per bracket. Mm -hmm. So if you're let's say looking for three hundred thousand in in BT nine, you know we won't take on anyone else with that parameter. So it sort of keeps it yeah, very go. easy to deal with. The other thing is, the clients aren't. Do you know, it's not a thing that you have to give them. 12 hours of your day, you don't. So if we're all switched on and we have our WhatsApp groups open yeah. and we can find out the information and give it back, each client might only require a half an hour worth of work a week. Do you know that's really, so it's very easy to maintain that high level of customer service yeah. whenever it's on, in them short spells and once you're guiding them in the right direction. So there might be, let's say, five hours of work to get them a PowerPoint done up of what they want. Do you know? That's not hard after that to maintain and to you know, follow up on it. So I think going forward, it's something that we can easily sustain. Very good. Amazing. Yeah. So you're using technology and building your own processes. Again, you're, there's no one out there that you're following. It's not as if it's a path no. that's been beaten. You're creating your own path and uh, it's uh, clearly working for you, which is amazing. Uh, so when when you're negotiating, mm -hmm. and that's uh, getting down to it, because yeah. everyone's negotiating if it's for a car, if it's for a house, uh, or even if someone uh, for a new job, we're all negotiating all the time. Mm -hmm. Sadly, there's a just from my own experience. There's a time when there's silence, mm -hmm. and you're waiting for the answer. And I know personally, I am awful at waiting. I want to know the next morning at nine o'clock. Uh, any tips or advice, or should you always wait? To, what's, what's talk us through negotiating? Yeah, Please so tell us. <laughs> it's again. What's the secret? So I started selling when I was twelve in a in a, in a market stall. Um, back at home and I've always worked so worked in bars, worked selling loads of different things um, and through that I've picked up loads of different sort of experiences and negotiating skills. When I worked selling property again you pick up loads of experience and negotiating skills but the biggest thing I did and it was just through volume of doing it was you pick up and you get to see what works. So I have seen the way some people bid, some people bid in thousands, some people bid in fifty thousands, some people wait, some people go straight back because of all the different variations of that that I've seen, I can sort of tailor it. Uh, I'm also an avid chess player. Uh, and I sort of use that sometimes when I'm doing stuff, but y you can sort of tailor it to the situation. So if you take a grandmaster in chess, 60% mm -hmm. of their moves come from pattern recognition as opposed to them thinking about it. If you're just starting out chess, nearly every move you have to think about mm -hmm. it. So it's a wee bit similar with negotiation. If you've seen this pattern or this thing before, you can sort of act on it. Um, and that's sort of what mm -hmm. I'd find. So let's say there was one yesterday that I was bidding on. Um, there was a guy on it for a while, 910,000. He sat there for three or four weeks. We came in with an offer, which was the asking price, which I'd previously agreed with the owner that the, that's what the owner, sorry, previously agreed with the agent that that's what the owner wanted to sell. So we wasn't going to sell for less. We offered the 925. The guy came straight back with 928. I had this pre-approved with my client and it's how I thought it was going to go, that he was going to bid in small margins. What I had said out before was that we would go 930 and 935. So it would give us two options, but we go straight back to make us feel we were just going to continuously keep on bidding at force and with speed. 
that's what we done. You get he hasn't come back. We're gonna go sell agreed at nine thirty five. Had we waited on that case, we if he went let's say nine twenty eight, and we thought as I've seen people done in the past, oh we we'll, we go nine thirty five. It can seem like a drastic jump, and a lot of times that at that sort of level with people like that, they see that as a who does he think he is? I do if he went that and they can jump and they can go to 9.45 and all of a sudden you have no judgement as to where the next bid is going to come from or where it's going to go to. Whereas if he has went in twos and you can continue to go in twos, if he changes his strategy to five thousands, well that says something about it. And again it's not scientific but it's just something I've seen in the past and something that's after working. So he got it for you know a small amount more. Whenever we, your buy it went to 9.28 his initial thing was, oh, we'll go to 9.35. And I was saying, you don't have to. Do you know, do you know we'll just go back. It'll have the same impact to him if we bid back 2,000 as if we go up again. Yeah. So in that case, maybe you don't know, but maybe saved money or you actually closed the deal? Probably closed the deal. Do you know, if we had to wait at a day, let's say your boy put more thought and he could have come back with another. The fact that we've went straight back, straight back, even though we've only went up to a small amount in his terms, um, do that'll get the deal over the line. So it's very much a case by case basis. There's not one, you know, magic ingredient for anything, especially in negotiation. You have to sort of read it. The other thing I've learned in the past is you have I have to try and extract as much information out of the estate agent and basically work around that. So we've another one we just bought there, excuse me, it was advertised at one point one million, slightly overpriced. But they wanted that. I advised a month ago told the clients to go in at a million and sit there and see what happens because a million and fifty was in around the price of it. We waited but I kept putting pressure after a month, I kept putting pressure on the estate agent that we need to get this done. My clients are gonna go, you know and ended up agreeing it. Do you know that sort of we gauging where when to push, when not to push. That's the but that's the experience, you know, and that's in every business. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, very good. So timing, timing is critical then as and well. And momentum. We always talk about momentum. So if you have the momentum, you can do an awful lot with it. Yeah. If you start to lose momentum, so let's say if I put pressure on an agent mm -hmm. and he come back and said, you know, let's say I put a deadline. So sometimes people would say to me, let's put a deadline at five o'clock and this could be at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. But if that agent waits, and I would have done it in the past, wait at 10 past five and ring them back. Oh, are you still interested? Oh, right. Oh, you had put the deadline on it. All right, I'll come back to you tomorrow. All of a sudden, that person's in a weak position because they've made a deadline and haven't stuck to it. Yeah, happens all the time. Wow. You don't need to do it. So if you're making a deadline, I'd always say have it at least two days in advance, and have a point of contact to maybe gently have a conversation between, so you have some idea. Mm -hmm. Do you this? Yeah. Very good. Very interesting. And also, it warns of the perils of negotiating on your own. It sounds like you need back to the having the experienced hand to guide you. Yeah. Having someone have your it, back. All of our clients today have felt that it's been a value add and you know, that they couldn't have done it without it. Incredible. But there's other people that have went through the process and they don't feel that they need anyone. So it's not you know, it's not for everyone either, mm. um, but it definitely is a big benefit for anyone that has used it. Amazing. And then I can imagine the relationship again with the client, they trust you. Mm -hmm. Very important that you build that relationship all the yeah. time. And then also you're, you're negotiating with agents, property agents and sellers that you want to maintain a long-term relationship. So you're... You need to keep the balance. You don't want to annoy people. You want to be uh, hundred percent. Well, I would have dealt with buyers agents when I was selling, and I had a bad experience with them. An awful lot of them didn't understand. They'd never sold a house before. They just went in for a quick buck, 
and they'd put major pressure on you and they wouldn't know their values and they wouldn't know, let's say, a lot of stuff. And it was very frustrating that they could set up 10 viewings mm. and maybe show up to four of them. Whereas what we do is we focus each client on one property at a time. So if we're going to view a property, we have it in our head that we're going to bid in this. So agents know that before we show up. So now, 18 months in, they're ringing us, asking us to come and see stuff. Wow. Do you know, and that's the difference because the other thing is they only get paid if the deal completes. So it's not about getting an offer and them falling through. So to date, bar one, we have 100% success record and sale agreed to closing, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's because we're identifying the properties, but we're also finding out the information about who owns it. We're also seeing if there's any let's say issues that might happen if it's a receiver sale, if it's a probate, anything like that, we're navigating them prior to going to contract stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, you know, it alleviates a lot of them risks that pe people just don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like a plaster we haven't done and he says, you know, it's not that people don't know, it's the people don't know that they don't know. <laughs> and that's what it is. In every industry, there's amazing, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to more businesses all the time, and people are experts at what they do. Yeah. And you, you're totally right, you do not realise what you don't know until you realise you don't know. Yeah. It's amazing. But uh, and and obviously property ever knows or the the old saying is that property is one of your best investments. Hmm. Um I guess as a family home and then you have commercial investments. So is is property still the the or best average investment? or average yield in Dublin is eight point nine percent. There's very few investments that are getting that. Now whenever I'm open the office in Belfast we won't be getting eight point nine percent because it's not there to be got um in a lot of cases. But what I would always say to my clients is, you know, not the old property advisor going, yo, buy property, that's what you should do. Like, on many, most weeks, I'd be advising people not to buy property oh. if it doesn't suit them. So it depends on you, mm -hmm. it depends on your risk, and then it depends on why you're buying it. So if someone comes to me and I'm just buying it because, sorry, if you have a reason, I'd help you buy it. Mm -hmm. If not, I don't think I'm the right person for you. And that's the way we leave it because far too many people get caught in the past mm. by people sort of telling them that this is what they should do so it's like I won't invest in anything that I don't know about that's what I would say to people so if I have clients that are looking at an investment for let's say yield I'll say to them do you know, it doesn't matter so much because everything's like a graph so the property market's gone up at the minute but it could also come down mm. we can give them the values of where it was at the bottom where it was at the top to date and that they're buying on a graph so once they're comfortable at the point that they're buying now and once they're looking at a longer term, it doesn't matter so much if it goes up by 50,000 or it goes down by 50,000. If they're looking at it for their kids, okay. hoping to go to Queen's, do you know, that's the reason that they're buying it. Mm -hmm. And if we can get them a return on the money to that point, that that's why. And it's, I think it's crucially important for people to remember that, mm -hmm. that it's not this magic cow that, you know, just invest a lot of money in property and you make millions. You might not. Mm -hmm. Do you know, lots of people get caught at that. Yeah, and it doesn't work. So, if a... You know, again, I've bought my own house in the past and survived. Yeah. Uh, I think it did okay, but I'm thinking of purchasing again in the future. So why, obviously I've heard some of the reasons and you're, you're, you're pulling me over the line. So why would I um, reach out to a property buyer and seek their help? I suppose it's just that in, in Dublin, anyway, I would have sort of access to stuff that's off market. Uh, I'd have access to stuff that, let's say, was sale agreed and might be falling through because of my contact base. So because... Mm -hmm. You know, and Belfast is no different. It's a small, yeah. it's a small city. Yeah. You know, it's it's about who you know in a lot of the cases that you might get into these things. Now you might not. I can't guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have done in the past. The other thing is, I should be able to 
give you a better sort of understanding as to what you should buy. In a, in a, in by that I mean, I suppose, let's say you mightn't think about south facing, you mightn't think about a big garden, you mightn't think about being blocked out. Lots of people come to me and they say, oh, I've bought this south facing house and there's a huge big wall at the back of it and there's a big tree and they said, and sure they might as well have bought no garden, you know, for light wise, you know, yeah. just because it's south facing doesn't mean it'll get loads of light. So there's stuff like that. There's other things that, let's say, because I've been in hundreds of houses, I might have an idea straight away from seeing a house, what you could do to it, yeah. you know, how you could add value to it, what it, what you could do without putting in major major money. Um, and that's a thing, I suppose, an extra value add. Sometimes people think, oh, we have to get an architect, we have to get such a thing, and we spend a fortune of money. Sometimes you don't have to, and I might be able to show you photographs of a similar house or a house ten doors up. Or you know, what I would often do is bring them to people's houses that I, I've bought in the past or sold mm -hmm. um, to show them what they can do. So I'd always say it's better to buy the worst house in the good street mm -hmm. than the best house in the Midland street because, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can add serious value to that. Yes. Um, yeah. And the estate agent market, the industry, mm -hmm. business model, Yeah. do you think... Because we see, look, if we think of retail and retailers are being destroyed, they haven't moved on to digital, yeah. they haven't kept up with customer service, we want to buy on the phones, yeah. uh, we don't want to go to shops, or a lot of people don't want to go to shops, and we want best prices and choices, and the, the retail landscape has been decimated over the last couple of years because yeah. they didn't invest in new business models and keep up with what people want. Mm -hmm. Do you think anything like this could happen to the property market's changing hundred percent that you've the likes of purple bricks, you've the you know, you've a good few online agents now coming in. I think a hybrid of the two is is what's needed because the idea people still in Ireland and in England in a lot of cases they want their estate agent to sell their house. They they see the value in so let's say if I was selling your house, that generally you'd see the value into me meeting the guys and bringing them in and being able to tell them about the soccer club down the road, the rugby club down the road, you know, being able to tell them about the neighbours two doors down with three kids, that sort of stuff, if it's just, you know, online and open the door and walking through it, mm -hmm. you know, you're missing a value add there. The other thing is when it comes to negotiations, if you just have negotiations on the screen, you can't talk to people up, you can't explain, you can't, you know, you're basically taking away the value of the estate agent and a good estate agent is worth thousands mm -hmm. to your sales so even if their fee is one and a half percent they should be able to easily make that back like when i was selling in my house in dublin i didn't sell it myself i hired an agent to sell it wow. because i didn't you know i have an emotional attachment if i put it up for two hundred and fifty thousand and someone offers it it's very hard for me to say no there's a what are you on with you're selling it why don't you take it where if a good agent there they, they might be able to say well listen we'll get back to you there's a couple other people viewing it ring them back on Listen, do you know the owner's very happy with your two fifty, but someone else is actually coming at two fifty five. Oh right, oh no, I don't think it, no, I really, I don't think they'll go anymore. I think if you go to two sixty, you'll get it, and I'll do everything to push it with the owner. If that was online, they wouldn't have that. They might just decide, no, I won't, I'll leave it. Whereas, in that case, they go two sixty, the estate agent goes back to the other people and they say, listen, they've went to two sixty, but I don't think they've anything left. That's just a simple scenario. They go to two sixty five. All of a sudden, that owner's got ten thousand extra that they wouldn't have got had it been online. So I don't think it's a perfect system by going online. I think there's sort of a, a hybrid model between the two. Amazing, mm. amazing. 
And uh, my last three questions as ever. Yeah. Uh, so, any tips or advice if anyone was thinking of selling a house? What would you? What's the the most important things? The biggest thing is to look at the market. So don't be swayed by your agent with the value. So sometimes agents will go out and they'll pitch a high value to you, and you'll get impressed by that and give them the sale. Doesn't mean that they'll get you that. So have a look round. Be be as judgmental as you can. So see what the houses around the area are selling for. Mm-hmm. Has theirs got a conservatory? Has theirs got a better orientation? Mm-hmm. Has theirs got an off street parking? Whatever. Make them comparisons in your own head and come up with a figure that you feel okay. I'd be happy enough if I got that. Mm-hmm. The next thing then is presented in a way that you would want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are so lazy and go, Usher's oh, grand, sure they'll 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 want to replace the kitchen anyway. Uh-huh. But it's amazing as a buyer if you're going into a house if someone has a candle lit or the place is spotlessly clean or there's a wee bit of music on in the background, how you get this better sense of well, these guys really want to sell this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's them small things that make a difference. Every time I was showing my house in Dublin, I had the fire lit, I had a candle lit, I had the radio on, I had my seats out in the garden and everything was clean. It's all small things, they don't cost you anything, just a wee bit of time and effort. Amazing. There's nothing worse than going into a house and there'll be you know, clothes laying around or the deal you with know, grubby or there's a smell of a dog. or you know, They're the things that don't cost people any money. And the last thing is professional photographs. Mm-hmm. Make sure and you help the agent with what the selling points are. So if an agent goes out, he mightn't know your area at all. He mightn't know that there's a, a lane up the back that connects you onto the bus. He mightn't know that there's a cycle track in the forest. You know, he, he's just going out, it's just a house. In some cases, if he's not good. So every added bit that you can tell him, or her, will help you sell your house. Very good. And then to flip it, yeah. if you're buying a house, obviously first point is to contact you, yeah. uh, for sure. But uh, secondly, what, what should people consider? Well, they can, look, like, they can look past that. So I'd often say to people, don't get swayed by the fresh paint and the, you know, the fancy kitchen. It depends on the person. So if you're getting a mortgage, let's say you're getting 90% of a mortgage, mm-hmm. you want to buy something that you can just walk into. But if you have someone, let's say, that has an extra bit of cash or can do it, I'd always call them meh homes, you know, like granny's house or something. You know, it's been well maintained, but it's just magnolia walls, green carpet. Do you know, it's not, you wouldn't be inviting your friends over for pizza. They're the houses that I would be saying, do you have a wee look out for them? Don't get put off by a wee musty smell or anything like that, because it's amazing what you can do with paint. The other thing, especially for young and first-time buyers in Dublin, I'd speak at some conferences up there, uh, and I'd be saying to them, it's like buying a new car. You know, as soon as you get a new car, you want all your friends to see it. The first time everyone sits into your car, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. The second time they sit into your cars, well, Kieran, how are you going? They don't care about your car. It's the same with your house. So it's only really the first night that they come over that it matters. After that, it doesn't. So you don't have to have it perfect for now. You can do like what we've done in the past is you know, invite people over for a few cans and paint, and you know you've five mates and a bit of crack and they're painting the living room. Yeah. You know you can have way more fun and do that. It's not it's not to go back to let's say our parents' generation that you know laced their toes and walked to work, and you know didn't have carpet in the bedroom until five years after the bought it. It doesn't have to be that. You can go to IKEA. You can you know paint a bit yourself. You can do a wee bit. You can make it sort of homely. Yeah without spending big money and it's to try and spot that when you're looking to buy a house that if it has the five tick boxes you know 
two bedroom house, 10 minutes to work, doesn't matter if it's the wallpaper, the curtains, or the kitchen or whatever, they're all things that can be changed. What you can't do is you can't turn a house or move a house. So you know, if you stick to the credentials, and that's what I would always be saying to clients, is that's what you need to focus on. The other things can, can all change. Excellent. Well, thank you very much no for sharing some of your knowledge. Incredible. Learned a lot today. So when I'm buying a new house, if I'm buying a new house, yeah, <laughs> yeah a big gift. Uh, so very good. So if anyone that watches this wants to find out more, get some more advice, um, or consume more of your content, uh, where should we send them? So just eldron.ie. So www.eldron.ie. Cool. And, and send us an email. You can get at the minute, for the next while anyway, you can get free consultations. So it's just a matter of booking in at a time that suits. And we can even have a telephone conversation or if it suits, um, I can meet them. Excellent. Yeah. And you, you deal in All-Ireland basically now? All-Ireland, yes. Yeah. So we're opening an office in Cork. Um, next summer, uh, so we've a guy lined up to, to open that and our main hub is in Monaghan, mm -hmm. uh, so three of a team there who will deal with, let's say the admin who deal with the searching and then we're hoping to open an office in January in Belfast. Excellent, so that's another video, uh, another uh, business expert, business leader who we've talked to today and sharing their knowledge around negotiating and actually buying a house. So something that we'll all hopefully do at some stage in our life. So that was us coming live again from the Innovation Factory in the Springfield Road. And that's Profile3, your content marketing agency. See you next video. Thank you.